Welcome to Marketing School, the only podcast that provides daily top-level marketing tips and strategies from entrepreneurs that practice what they preach and live what they teach. Let's start leveling up your marketing knowledge with your instructors, Neil Patel and Eric Sue. Hey, Marketing School listeners, I have an interesting stat for you. Did you know that Walmart improved their conversion rate by 2%? for every second that they improve their load time. In other words, website speed helps with conversions. In addition to that, Google uses it to determine where your site ranks in their index. So the faster your website loads, the higher you'll rank. For that reason, I wanna talk to you today about a company called DreamHost. DreamHost powers the web with fast websites and superior customer service brought to you by a team of web experts who are super committed to your success online. We've worked with them to create a special offer just for Marketing School listeners. All you have to do is go to dreamhost.com slash marketing school to learn more and get your website online today. Welcome to another episode of Marketing School. I'm Eric Sue, And I'm Neil Patel. And today I am going to talk about the biggest marketing blunder that I made in 2019 and what you can learn from it. So what's the biggest blunder that you made in 2019, Eric? Biggest blunder. And I've, I've done so many website rebuilds, but we did a website rebuild and we didn't follow the checklist that I usually have. What happened was I trusted the developer, which is actually new. So it's actually my fault. Wait, you did it for singlegrain.com? Yeah, we rolled it back. We have a new design that looks really slick, right? What happened was basically we didn't do all the checks that we needed to do, right? So we rolled the site out and then our traffic tanked by about 30%. Traffic tanked 30%. We weren't tracking our leads anymore in Google Analytics and all the zaps that we use Zapier to basically have all our apps talk together. Our leads were not pushing to the right channels anymore. So we weren't getting texts anymore. We weren't getting Slack messages. They weren't going into our CRM. Everything was breaking, right? And then what happened was I had to spot all the problems on my side. We rolled it live. So I'll give you a couple of takeaways here. So the first lesson is we worked with a brand new developer on this one because one of our, our developer grew into another role and moved on to another company. And so... I assumed because they had worked together before that he would know exactly what to do with the migration because he worked for a dev shop before. What happened was I didn't communicate with him enough. I thought just Slack would be enough and we were doing a lot of back and forth. That wasn't enough because I didn't tell him what were the non-negotiables. You need to have the right tracking. We need to have the right zaps up. We need to have leads flowing in. We need to make sure everything's being redirected. We did not do that. So make sure I would just search website migration checklist and go find something right? Find something. There's a lot of good checklists out there and then so, adapt but, but those for yourself. But your didn't dip. It did. It dipped 30% because we didn't have the right redirect setup. And it wasn't for the same reason that you did in the past. Because I remember the past, you forgot the related links. Yeah. Do you it remember that? It wasn't the same reason. And the related links is what dropped your traffic when you did a redesign, you added it back and then it came back. Yeah. No, this time it wasn't. Like I looked through it. So this is a really big project. I mean, like if Neil were to lose all that, basically if I were to lose all that, like that affects people, like people lose their jobs because of that. So you can't let that happen. Do you want to hear something interesting? What? Okay. So we should go over a checklist of what people should do yes. for a redesign. Cause you already have one. So let's yeah. throw it up. Yep. But I don't ever do redesigns. Have you ever noticed that? I won't ever do a redesign. I don't think you have with Neil Patel, huh? Correct. It looks this, it's the same color. It's the same, same everything. Color, yeah. But yeah, you've never change. done one on QuickSprout either. So technically over time, if you go way back machine, you'll say I did a redesign. But what I do is I'll change pages at a time. Mm-hmm. And then eventually I start rolling it out slowly. I never do a one full swoop, change everything. Yep. I always do changing little bits at a time. Yep. And over time, instead of doing a redesign, I modify my design, but it looks like it's a new design and I change everything based off of A-B testing versus yep. what so I So you feel slowly like. roll it out over time. And how long does the rollout take you? 
it's constant. So I'm always constantly tweaking my design and updating my site based off the latest styling or latest conversion techniques. And I base it off of data. Got it. Because when you do a whole new redesign, your conversions can tank even if you do everything right, just because some elements different. And for me, it's just too risky, just like you, right? Yeah, makes sense. So here's what you got to do. Here's kind of the checklist. You have to make sure that you're mapping the old URLs and new ones because to Neil's point, it becomes a huge pain if you have thousands plus pages and have to map everything together. So if you change a folder structure on one thing, you have to make sure you're redirecting it. So you have to make sure you almost have like a redirect, like a URLs list. And you have to change your internal links. So when people mm-hmm. do the redirects, they assume that they can keep their internal links pointing to the old ones because they did a 301 redirect. You need to manually go into those pages and change the URL up as well. I would put it on staging too. Make sure you put this on staging and have your team try to break it. We actually did put this on staging and we we left a lot of comments, but the comment we left on staging actually didn't carry over. So you almost have to triple check. So what we did, so we covered the staging portion. The other portion is if you're going to do any type of like massive change, do it during a slow period. So we rolled it out on Friday evening, like 11 PM or something. And then we had Saturday and Sunday to go through it. So do it during a slow period. And also, if you are the one that's responsible for it, you got to stay on top of it the whole time because I just kept looking at it. And then finally, I think on Monday at like 5 a.m., I saw just everything was broken. And I just hit him with a barrage of Slack messages. So you got to be on top of it. Otherwise, it can get worse and worse. The other thing too, I would say, just make sure you're benchmarking with your old data. So you have, if you have Google Analytics, you have Google Search Console, make sure that you're looking at that. You're looking week over week and seeing if there's any massive drop, um, unless it's like a holiday or something. And to Neil's point, internal links, make sure your internal links are freaking buttoned up because the last time I did this, they didn't have their internal links buttoned up and we lost a ton of traffic. You had to give an example on this. People know you mean because yeah. they just most people think that if your URLs work, you're fine. So in my blog posts in the bottom, let's say I wrote top marketers or something like that. And then the very bottom of my blog post, I would link to related blog posts. So I might have like four or five related links going to other blog posts. This is to try to get more page views across the board, like getting my average um, page views up, but also at the same time, just getting people to consume more content, right? But I removed all those signals Google saying, hey, these are related bits of content. I removed it from all those blog posts and my traffic dropped a ton. Once I rolled that back, the traffic came back. Those are kind of the main things. And also during this time, we actually did this part well too. We identified pages that we wanted to delete too, that were not getting any traffic and did not have any links. So make a list of those as you're going through this migration. And don't forget the basic stuff, sitemaps. Like that's still a thing, even though Google's pretty good at this stuff now. And... Those are like the main things. Just monitor your traffic and stay on top of it. And then if it doesn't work, make sure you have a backup. My God, if we didn't have a backup, I think we'd be screwed right now. So yeah, the smart thing you did is you were able to roll it back with literally a click of a button. And our traffic rolled back. Yeah, three to four clicks, but same concept. All right. If you guys want to grow your traffic, you want to avoid the blunders that Eric and I make on a regular basis. (laughs) Sadly, we make a lot. Check out marketingschool.io slash live, fill out your info, and we'll teach you how to grow faster. We appreciate you joining us for this session of Marketing School. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit marketingschool.io for more resources based on today's topic, as well as access to more episodes that will help you find true marketing success. That's marketingschool.io. Until next time, class dismissed.